Before we start today's episode of Zillennial Canon, we just wanted to let you know that there's a link in our description to some friends of the pod, including Adam's second podcast, Aggressively Okay, that he hosts with Joe, Back to Back, SeltzerCast, and a few others that we know you'll enjoy. Thanks for supporting us, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. the 80s i'm kira <laughs> i okay i'm adam <laughs> and this week well welcome to zillennial canon everyone um yeah hi adam oh hi kira um I, I don't I know about you, you there. I, <laughs> Whoa, is this thing on? <laughs> I, I don't know about you, Kira, but this week, especially, I want to be 30, flirty, and thriving. Okay. This movie, I feel like, not to like jump right into the movie, but I feel like this movie like comes into my life at the exact moment that I need it every time I like unexpectedly <laughs> rewatch it. Yeah. I wish I was fucking 30 years old, Adam. Do you ever feel that way? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, because it's like, when I was like 12, I wanted to be 20, but I've never wanted to be 30. And now that I'm like approaching 30, kind of, I'm like, I do not want to be 30. We're literally in our mid-20s. But like, in seven years, I'll be 30. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, so... It's it's scary. It's more scary to me than a wish fulfillment. Damn. I I still have seven more years until I reach my peak. That sucks. Kira, don't don't speed up time. I I can't handle it. <laughs> I literally can't handle it. But don't you want to like wish on some magic sparkling dust on like a dollhouse that like your childhood crush made for you and like be 30 years old and wealthy and live in a cool apartment and i would like to make a wish but i don't know if i would wish to be 30 (laughs) i would probably wish for one of our goth listeners to dm me (laughs) (laughs) hi everyone welcome to (laughs) slutty And that's cut the it there. Cold, that's the cold open of this week. <laughs> wow. That was more jarring than the Breaking Bad cold opens in season six. Do you remember how, like, crazy those were each week? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When it would, like, the season, like, cold opens where it was, like, a flash forward of, like... Walter fucking IHOP. Yeah. Like, the ending <laughs> of the season. <laughs> yeah, dude. Damn. Uh, good that's times. Just kidding, I don't. I was talking to this, um, not to always rope back to Tinder, but I was talking to a girl on Tinder, and she's like, I've never seen Breaking Bad. And I'm like, and not that like it's like one of those things where it's like, how have you, like, it's not like, oh my God, it's like the best thing it's ever. It's like weird that people our age, like, didn't yeah. watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, no, it's, I know. yeah, yeah, it's just, it was it's such very like weird a cultural moment. Well, even, like, if you watch it after the fact, it's still weird that it's it went through, like, such a ringer of, like, Twitter renaissance that, like, 
it's been on Netflix forever and people have still somehow not watched it. Like, that's just mm-hmm. very... Not even saying it's a bad thing. I just think it's interesting. Yeah, I feel like it's, like, a weird, um, like, moment in time. Um, and I honestly, like, obviously I think it's, like, one of the best shows, like, I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I could ever rewatch it just because it, like, lives in such a specific, like, box in my life. Like, that, like... It's not even, like, bad memories attached to it or anything at all. It's just, like, it was on at a specific time, and it was a cultural moment, and I don't need it anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And I kind of feel that way sometimes about, like, Harry Potter, which, like, I, like, had, like, a very sad, like, because that was, like, my whole life, like, before I knew that J.K. Rowling was, like, a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Um, I, like, had a moment where, like, I, like, said my goodbyes to Harry Potter. Like, with the last movie, I was content with it being over. And now it's just, like, I, I'm, i like, just shut the fuck up already. Like, um, yeah. and I know that, like, people, like, love Better Call Saul. And I'd definitely be interested in watching it. But, like... It's so good. And, like, so good. I, like, fell asleep during El Camino. Like, I just am, like, society has surpassed the need to rewatch Breaking Bad. And not even in, like, a condescending way. But, like, it's just, like... Like, my family was watching through it, and every so often I would just kind of, like, stand in the doorway and watch and just be like, damn, this was a really good show, but not want to, like, sit down and watch it just because I'm, like, I don't know. Like, maybe it's just, like, because I don't love TV, but, like, I don't know. It's, like, <laughs> my like my situation with Breaking Bad is, like, I, like, binge-watched all of it within like two weeks before the finale Mm -hmm. and I like borrowed like DVDs from this guy that I was like kind of sort of dating and I like hit the fucking NOS on like the watch through and I like um a plus yeah I love just slipping like references that's just like part of my like vernacular now just Mm -hmm. hitting the NOS um Yeah, no problem. I literally, like, I have vivid memories of, like, the day of the finale, like, Mm -hmm. watching through the last season and, like, timing it out down to, like, the bathroom breaks. Mm -hmm. And, like, my family was like, you're not going to come to this, like, family barbecue, like, or, like, neighborhood barbecue or whatever. Like, no. And they literally, like, sent, like, a plate of food over, like, across the street from the barbecue. And I finished the second to last episode like five minutes before the finale aired. Jesus. I, <laughs> um, uh, I think, I don't even know where to start that. I think, yeah, I loved it when it was on, obviously. I remember around the time I caught up, like I did a similar thing where I binged it um, like really quickly, but mm-hmm. it was at the season... Um, I don't want to spoil in case someone listening has not seen Breaking Bad. But you like... can spoil Breaking Bad. We're Zillennials. That girl okay. that hasn't watched it was weird. I'm sorry if she's listening. <laughs> Everybody has watched Breaking Bad. <laughs> it's been off for what? Like eight years. Seven years. Eight years? Yeah. 2013. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it, it was, <laughs> I, I was binging up to the point when uh, Gus died, like that mm-hmm. finale. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Gus died. but i mean i don't i just didn't know if like one of our listeners didn't do it but like um uh but that yeah that up 
was like the one where I was like, because I remember I was like watching it uh, and there was like so much like, hype around it around that time too. And I was like, okay, I got to like finish it up. Mm-hmm. And I remember like I watched it on a trip to North Carolina. Like um, I had to like download the like other two episodes onto my laptop. Mm-hmm. And then like my laptop died in the car in the last like five minutes of that episode before the episode where Gus dies. Mm-hmm. So I had to plug it in and then watch it. Uh, like when we got to our hotel and then mm-hmm. I had to like go to my aunt's house just to watch on their TV, like the app where Gus dies. Cause mm-hmm. it was like the most hyped thing at the time. And you know, honestly, I have such big nostalgia for like that final season and like the discourse and also that weight between, uh, uh, when Hank is shitting and then finding out he's, oh, yeah. Wonka. yeah, yeah. When he's Willy Wonka, Walter White, best yeah. fucking cut to credit cliffhanger of all time ever. Yeah, I just find it funny that he was like shitting when he realized that like his like brother in law yeah. is like a fucking insane criminal mastermind. Great meme of the 2013 era was like someone taking that footage, but they edited in like a shitting sound effect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or really... the one like the one like remix of uh, Jesse. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Or is like, one? bitch, 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 bitch. Oh, yeah. It came up on my feed today, actually. It yeah, came up on my, it, yeah. It keeps going around again. And I'm like, so we got on Tumblr in like 2013. I, I don't care. It's still funny. I don't care. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really, no, I know. It's it's so funny, but it's funny. My daddy it's and my mommy. And yeah, my stop. daddy and my mommy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like, in the middle, he's just like, Jesse. <laughs> Wow! Wow! <laughs> so good. Um, it's just funny that it like still gets stuck in my head sometimes. It's so good. Like, Honestly, I feel that way sometimes. Like, there's like this one like YouTube poop of Frozen that'll get stuck in my head. Have you ever seen it? It's called Sauce. I don't think so. Okay, I'll send it to you later. But it's just like it's just like edits of Frozen. To make it sound like Olaf just keeps saying sauce. It's like sauce and sauce and sauce. <laughs> it's so funny. Shout out to a friend of the pod. Um, who voices Olaf again? Uh, enemy of the pod, Josh Gad. Yeah, I was going to say. I, <laughs> I was really trying to land that one, but I could not remember his name. Um, no, the enemy of the pod for sure. <laughs> Um. <laughs> the only other thing I'll say about Breaking Bad before we get off like topic and onto the actual topic of today's episode <laughs> is El Camino was okay. It was like fine. I thought it was like whatever. I, I didn't think it was necessary. I think it's actually a more fitting ending that you just have the imagination yeah. of whatever happens to him. But it was like good for whatever. Like, yeah, like it was fine. Yeah. Uh, Better Call Saul is amazing because it's like barely even a Breaking Bad spinoff. It's, yeah. I mean, like it for all intents and purposes that it is because it has Gus and Mike and Saul and even like small supporting characters you would not expect to show up are mm-hmm. just in it. But it doesn't feel like a prequel because it's just doing its own thing and it's doing it so well. Mm-hmm. There's one episode last season where it's just Mike and Saul walking in the desert for. 45 minutes and it's like so fucking funny and captivating and like one of the best pieces of tv i've ever seen in my life 
and it like inspired me creatively because i was like wow if they can make something of just like them walking in the desert for like the entire episode be so compelling then like what am i doing mm-hmm. like oh it's it's so good so i guess my recommendation is if you have not watched breaking bad obviously do that shit but if you have finished breaking bad and you're listening to this and you're like hey <laughs> I kind of miss Breaking Bad, but I don't want to rewatch it. Watch Better Call Saul. It's just as good. And um, Bob Odenkirk's hot, as we've found out recently. So Yeah, My Little Women. <laughs> Speaking little... of women. <laughs> 13 going on 30. I fucking love this movie. Do we think Jenna Rink watched Breaking Bad? Um, Probably. She's like in that generation that's like I don't know. She probably like ordered the DVD from Netflix of the seasons. Oh yeah, she loves. Yeah, Maddie's gonna. He like okay. So like oh, Jenna. Okay. Wait, hold on, hold on. We need to Jenny, talk about Maddie. <laughs> no, wait, hold on, hold on. Okay. Jenna is like Maddie. It's streaming right now, and then Maddie's like, he's like, we need the digital. We, we need, need the, the physical media. We need, yeah, we need the physical media. And she's okay. like, we're gonna return it in like two weeks. Why does it matter? He's like, it's the quality is better. It's more consistent. You're not yeah. on the the internet. It buffers, and the quality is off, Jenna. That's my. I don't think he yeah. would be mean. However, I. He's not mean. Like, he's just he's passionate. No, like condescending. The boy like, has a blue velvet poster in his house. He's yeah. gonna talk about quality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote a note about that. From the beginning, I was like, this kid's cool as fuck when he was, like, dancing to Talking Heads. That yeah, made no. me so happy. It, yeah. like, everything about this, not even being, like, something I recognize and like, but, like, it's, I feel like um him, like, like, knowing the things, I think now being older watching it and, like, seeing, like, the references that like the different media that each character likes and stuff it's like it definitely helps like characterize them better i guess like i feel like there's like a lot of like care in this movie put in like it just doesn't feel like just like 80s references except for like the fucking thriller scene thriller makes me want to kill myself by the way why i fucking hate thriller why i hate it so much okay why (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, I think it's the most, which I tweeted this, but without any context, I think it's the most embarrassing song of all time. Like, whatever that it exists, but the second it, like, plays in a public setting, and it's just like, first of all, this is like a Halloween song. Second of all, there's like a monologue at the end that, like, still plays, like, if you, like, hear it in, like, a grocery store or, like, a retail setting, which sometimes it'll play at my job, and I'll be just, like, talking to somebody, and I'll just hear, like, ah-ha-ha-ha-ha. That's what makes it so good. Like, echoing. It's so embarrassing. (laughs) What's embarrassing about it? I just get secondhand embarrassment just hearing it. I I can guarantee you no one else was on embarrassment because it's a fucking banger. Put up a survey like on the, entirely on the... separating it from Michael Jackson. Like, yes, obviously that's not like in the... yes. It's like a very like I understand the cultural impact that it has, and I understand that it is like a good song, but I cannot physically listen to that song without like entire like full body cringe chills down my body. 
I really don't get that because it's so <laughs> fucking good. It's like so fucking good. Like, and every time I watch I do, this scene, I, in I this love movie, this scene. I do love this yeah, scene. Yeah, the scene is it. so because like this scene like yeah. epitomize like it's like when that song comes on like you dance like I'm sorry like you fucking do it like it's oh my god that's this fucking scene like I honestly didn't realize how much of this movie I forgot on until I rewatched yeah. it for the pod. But that scene, I know entirely. Like, from the point Mark Ruffalo walks in, and she's mm-hmm. like, Maddie, Maddie. Like, oh my. And then Andy Serkis, like, jumping in. Like, mm-hmm. bro, this movie is iconic. Yeah, I literally have, like, zero criticism about this movie. It's yeah. just, like, I think it's honestly, like, a very perfect movie. And I don't want to say, like, underrated, because I know, like, a lot of people our age like it a lot. And I know yeah. that, like it is very prevalent in pop culture, especially, like, what Ariana Grande did with, like, the Thank You Next video, and, like, um, also, like, the song Vienna is, like, insanely popular because of this movie. Like, obviously, like, Billy Joel or whatever, but, like, this is, like, a massive, like, connection that a lot of people in our generation have to that song, especially because, like, the needle drop is in, like, such a specific context in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and (laughs) during that scene, like, my friend, I was just, like, crying, and my friend just, like, immediately texted me about, like, master's degree programs, and I'm just like, not now. (laughs) Not now, I'm regressing. (laughs) Regressing back to 13 going on 30. (laughs) Um, do you have any, like, specific memories with this movie? Um, it was one that, like would come on tv a lot obviously dvd on tv mm-hmm. um pbs as well yeah, yeah. a certified Big pbs movie <laughs> yeah um it was one that like i would just put on whenever it was on just because it was like a funny fun accident when i would like turn on the tv and it would be on mm-hmm. um and i just like loved it so much um i guess like for so many different reasons because I liked the 80s and I still love the 80s (laughs) like and um also just like being a kid and like the idea of like seeing yourself like um like just like glamorous and like imagining what like your life would be like while still like facing this like weird like mortality and like um not like mortality but like you know like facing consequences of your life (laughs) like yeah um and also just like being familiar with like billy joel and stuff as a kid like i was like oh this is a perfect movie that was made perfectly for me (laughs) did you recognize brie larson as like one of the mean girls i didn't until like a few years ago well no yeah i just meant like recently because like um I saw it, like it resurfaced recently, but like Mark Ruffalo was like talking, like on an interview for Endgame, I think, mm-hmm. and like an interviewer interviewer pulled up a screenshot that it's like you know you've worked in a movie with Brie Larson before, and he's like, no, I haven't. Oh, these bitches weren't on set together. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they, there's like, and like, and then they she's like, he's like, what movie did I do with Brie Larson? And then like he, he like shows Mark the photo, and it's like, he's like, 
that doesn't count. He's like, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> they did not even make eye contact. No, it was in the past, and then the, the yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't doesn't count. Like they didn't even walk past each other on the soundstage. Although it is crazy how much of an age difference there, because like Mark Ruffalo is like the Hulk now, and she's Captain Marvel now. You get my point, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So like. I, the thing I do like about, like, this, like, the 80s... Vi- oh, no, actually, hold on. I'll go to that in a second, but I want to talk about my memories. Because I feel like we were... Me and a uh, friend of the pod that we had on last week, Abby, were talking today about, like... She was, like, kind of shaming me for not seeing a lot of, like, quote-unquote girl movies of the lineal canon. Which... Because she... I was like, I have seen a lot of them. And then she's like, Adam, you haven't seen Mamma Mia until recently. You haven't seen... 10 Things I Hate About You until recently, which we will cover at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like a bunch of these movies. And I'm like, okay, it's true. But one that I had seen prior to recording the pod was 13 Going on 30. This is a movie that I grew up with. I think probably the same way Kira did. And I couldn't even tell you why this is the one, like, of, again, quote, unquote, girl canon, (laughs) where it stuck with me. Um, my mom took me to well she didn't take me like she went to go see it mm-hmm. and like have you ever done that like with your mom or dad like were you they're going to a movie and you just go because you want to go to the movies um or as a kid i mean maybe okay i can't remember well I like I, so but I, I i understand the sentiment yeah well, I remember because, like, my I did this like twice that year in 2004. I did it with Hitch, the Will Smith movie, which is a movie entirely went over my head at the age of seven. Like, I mm-hmm. probably <laughs> didn't understand any of those jokes. Um, and then this I did. And I remember just really loving it as a kid. Like, I even when I saw it in theaters, like, I really, really loved it. And my mom loved it too. I went with my, like, my aunt, I think. Mm-hmm. And we, like, all three of us, like, loved it. It was so good. And I remember it was such a big hit with my house that, like, we bought it on DVD, like, the day it came out. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom went to Target and bought the DVD the day it came out. Um, and it's just one that we rewatched kind of frequently. Or, like, she would just, like, put it on or whatever. Um, she would, like, let friends borrow it pretty frequently. Like, it was just a movie we both, like, really loved. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I had not watched it, like, in, like, 10 years, I think. Um, so I did end up forgetting a little bit of the movie prior to recording this, but mm-hmm. it holds up incredibly well. Um, yeah. I think and- it's just like, it's like really timeless because um, I feel like it just like surpasses um, like romantic comedy mm-hmm. and it's really just about her, honestly. And like I said before, kind of jokingly, like it's literally about like facing the consequences of like adulthood and like the choices that you make and like um, being mean. Yeah. Also, like coming to terms with like something that I was really amazed about in this movie was um, like how it literally tackled like coming to terms with like um actively like contributing to like something that like harms you like how she was like so like like affected by like the images and magazines and things like that and then like she realizes like as an adult like she's just like literally like perpetuating that and it's probably like the largest contributor to that like 
body image, like, um, and that's what like broke her up with Maddie as a kid. Yeah, was kind of chasing that body image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like being with like the mean like girls, like based on like image and things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I yeah, feel no. like it. It's also good that it like it never really like puts down anyone like in like her realization not to like jump to the end but it's more so like how she's like yearning to like recognize like something because it's like such a different like world like not even like um like obviously like I like I don't know she's just so desperate to like see something that she like recognizes like and, like, even, like, the scene where she, like, breaks down just to go to her parents' house, just, like, see something familiar. Yeah. Um, and I really think that that's, like, a big, a big theme is, like, looking for the familiar things, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, like, and, and like a big credit to that is also Jennifer Gardner's performance, because she's so good in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. she's, she's really, really incredible. Like, um... I feel like she's honestly one of the best actresses we have. Yeah, she's consistently good in pretty much everything she's in. Like, even if the movie's not great, like, she's... You can always, like, depend on her to give, like, a good performance. Mm -hmm. And um, she... I I cannot think of, like, another actress to, like, better fill this role because there's, like, a a strength to her, but there's, like, a very, like, doe-eyed kind of, Mm -hmm. like, optimistic, like... She has like such a charisma to her, where she yeah. entirely carries this. I mean, the script is already good, the direction's good, like everything's good, but like her great performance just adds to the iconicness of it all. Yeah, and yeah. like she acts really childish, but not to like a fall. Like mm-hmm. she never acts like annoying or like like I don't know. I feel like this movie could have been taken in a weird direction mm-hmm. at like any point during the movie but the entire movie it just remains very like innocent and also just like existential even when it goes to like the sex themes it's not like done overtly like yeah like it's like the the thing that like or like the the line that kills me every time is like when she gets into the car at the beginning and he's she's like I and she said oh. and he's oh, and no, Judy Greer's like his thing. Thing. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and it's just like it's it could it could have I don't know. It could have gone in like entirely different directions and I like that it went in like a more existential direction. Yeah, no. I mean, and that's not to say like it's not funny though cuz like it has all those themes in place but it's like still consistently mm-hmm. very funny. It's yeah. just like one of those movies that knows how to like balance it all very perfectly, which you know, it it seems like such a seamless thing, but it really is even for movies that we still like, I feel like on the pod we've discovered, like some of these movies don't always find that perfect balance. Like mm-hmm. it's not as funny as we, we remember it being, or it's not as sincere or touching as we remember it being as kids, but yeah. no, this is equally as funny and sincere as I remember it being. And that's a really nice find, honestly, like it's really refreshing to like have those exact memories still intact. If not even like it even more than I did as a kid, like, I can honestly say this is a pretty great movie. Like, um, I was texting Joey about it in front of the pod, and mm-hmm. I'm like, "Have you seen this?" Because like, I when Jim Gaffigan shows up at the end uh, mm-hmm. as the cab driver, 
that uh is the boy that she likes when she's uh younger mm. um i texted joey because jim gaffigan's like a comedian that he loves and i'm like have you seen this movie because i'm like i forgot jim gaffigan's in it and he's like dude he's like i don't even like you know joey joey's a boy he i didn't expect him to see this movie but he's like i love that movie <laughs> he's like i love it <laughs> i'm like yeah like does is there anyone that doesn't love this movie like it's pretty I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Sean has seen it. I feel like we've like been planning on watching it, and I feel like recently I said that we would watch it together, but like I think Sean would really like this. Yeah. yeah. Um I just like I think that like it's like impossible to not be affected by this. Well, because it, it's like one of those classic movies that like taps into like the insecurities or like anxieties that every single human being faces at some point mm-hmm. like it taps into like something very humanistic um like i was trying to think of like because like while you were talking about like the concept doesn't go too far and i know there's like a lot of movies like with the same exact premise of like a kid turning to adult but the only other one i can mm-hmm. think of is tom hanks is big yeah um but like can you think of another one because i can't like i can't think of um... like a different one I mean, Shazam kind of, sort of, not yeah, really. Yeah, I don't, I, like, I was thinking It's more of an big. alter ego than a... Yeah, I was yeah. thinking of Big mostly when I was watching this, which... Big is really I've good, I've seen, still. like, like, the first half a million times, then, like, the second half a million times, and I think I've only, like, watched through it once. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like I've seen the ending, like, 20 million times, because, I like, it's, like, on when I'm, like, about to watch another movie yeah. on TV or something. Well, that's the thing, because I, I was the same way with Big, but, like, it went on Disney Plus, like, mm-hmm. around the launch time, like, in 2019, 2020, and um, I watched it at some point last year, and, oh, no, it wasn't Disney Plus, it was HBO Max when I launched, that's where mm-hmm. I watched it, and... I really liked it. I, I do think, like, some of it hasn't aged great. Like, the yeah. romantic subplot is very, like... Yeah, mm. when she, like, realizes that he's, like, a kid at the end. And it's just like, ha-ha, that's silly, man. Yeah, like, you, like, guys. Yeah. 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 But, um, <laughs> that's not... Yeah. <laughs> but like Silly little man. <laughs> but, it like, there's still part of it that's, like, charming. Like, I think the yeah. part... Where he goes to, like, his fucking house at the beginning. And, like, the mom is, like, beating the shit out of him. He's like, Mom, it's me! And he's just, <laughs> she's, like, calling the cops. Great like, it's... Tom Hanks impression. <laughs> Thank you. It kind of sounded like him when you were just, like, Guys, it's me! Guys, it's me! <laughs> Tom Hanks! I'm Tom Hanks! <laughs> Get two drinks in and you'll hear my Chet Hanks impression. Um... <laughs> actually one and a half give me one and a half um <laughs> on our next new year's eve special guys like you gotta you gotta get a out of my maybe on the thanksgiving episode haven't forgot about that one that we're doing a thanksgiving special with i was scared too to watch good boys no, I, I i reserve um alcoholic consumption on the pod strictly for new year's eve so you gotta give me gotta give me a new year's eve but what new year's movie will we even cover like is there another New Year's Leo movie? We'll cover we'll cover New Year's Eve every year. Oh my! Fu- I would Please. kill myself. I would. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> Adam, <laughs> listen, Kira, you got a lot out of me in last year where it's I said I like, I kind year. of liked it. It's once a year. We're gonna forget every single thing that happens. I've already forgotten half the movie. Please, I haven't. <laughs> we have to watch it every year. No, we I... have literally like, like. 
over 40 episodes left until we watch that again. I think, I know it's not Zillennial, but I kind of want to watch When Harry Met Sally. That's not Zillennial. I'm sorry. I, I wish That's it not was. Zillennial. Well, guess what? Neither is Good Boys, but we're covering that. Because we made a promise. <laughs> Because we made a promise. And I promise you right now that we're watching New Year's Eve on New Year's Eve. Kira, quite frankly, you're going to have to make me because I... Yeah, I'll like I'll schedule it out so that it's like my turn to pick that week. <laughs> Hold on, I'm like... Re- keep talking about 13 going on third. Phantom Thread. Um, yeah, I'll... that's millennial canon because uh, resident millennial Kira has... Daniel Day Lewis's handwriting tattooed into her skin. Yeah. Is Rent? No, so, I'm never watching Rent in my whole life. Uh, yeah, we, maybe we, 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 we will cover, cover Rent that. one day. We could cover that for New Year's. Isn't that Christmas though? It's. I just searched New Year's Eve. I've never seen Rent. Um, Bitch, we have what? like nine months until then. <laughs> Okay, I don't know why I'm looking this up right now. <laughs> Anyways, 13 going on 30. Um, now, just like when, when Kira tries to tell me I'm doing something, she doesn't even ask if I'm doing something. She tells me I'm doing something. I'm like, listen, Kira, we're... <laughs> you don't have a leash on me, all right? Like, I'm not going to just watch New Year's Eve at your leisure, all right? I'm going to clip that as the intro for a New Year's Eve episode. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm simply just going to simply <laughs> whatever. 13 going on 30. I think um what else is there to talk? I mean, we already kind of were like, yeah, this movie's good. Like <laughs> Oh wait! Oh yeah, my fun fact that I teased yeah, for Kira Offpod, yeah. and I and then I said I'm like, well, I'm probably overhyping it, but I think it's funny. Um, so in 2004, the cinematographer of this movie had a big year. He not only shot this, but he also shot Polar Express and fuck? and Christmas with the Cranks. Whoa! What a king! What a stacked year! Honestly, I hope he celebrated at the end of that year by watching New Year's Eve. God. But also, a weird movie that he shot <clears throat> was Aquaman. Like, just in a interesting, in a career of like just doing like kind of shitty like family movies. He he took 2005 off apparently because apparently the back to back to back of. 13 going on 30 polar expressing yeah. the cranks just must have been timing yeah also then, like the checks must have been rolling in for him he re- he did uh eight below he did enchanted he Whoa. did he did the muppets 2011 he this did guy has checks he did spider-man 2002 he Damn. did forrest gump he did um Okay, yeah, but Mo, yeah, he did. Uh, he did both the Conjuring movies. Okay. Oh wait, no, an icon. Wait, not both. He did the second Conjuring, and he did Aquaman, and last year he did the very terrible movie, uh, The Witches. But we don't talk about that. So this guy has rights. So I'm saying. So he's friends with Zemeckis. 
Um, yes. Yeah, he did Forrest Gump, which is um, he also did somehow was cinematographer. What? He did Flight, the other Zemeckis movie, in 2012. Very interesting. Um, yeah. Cool Let's yeah, get him honestly. on the pod. I bet we could. I bet we could. Like, well, I'm like looking at his entire resume right now. Like, this is he did Fool's Gold, that Matthew McConaughey movie. <laughs> yeah. Aliens in the Attic, Book of Eli, Source Code. <laughs> God damn, he did Monster Trucks in 2016. Oh my god, I forgot about Monster Trucks. <laughs> Imagine going from Forrest Gump to Monster Trucks. Then to Aquaman, like, and then to the witches. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that because I can't imagine it. Um, the director of this movie, he has made a lot of movies that I have not seen. Um, mm-hmm. but the only zillennial ones we'll talk about are Thirteen Going on Thirty. He did Charlotte's Web in two thousand six. Interesting. Bride Wars in two thousand nine. Oh my and, god, I love that movie. And Amanda Seyfried's Letters to Juliet. I used to love that. Yeah. I have not seen. I've only seen Charlotte's Web from those other three, but have not seen Bride Wars or Letters to Juliet. Mm. Should I add those to the list? Yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty sure Bride Wars is already on there. Um, I just associate that with like girls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I mean, isn't I mean, yeah. Okay, hater. I'm not who said I'm hating. I'm just saying I you know, it's a it's a girl movie, just like <laughs> the same way you never watched Fast and Furious growing up cuz why? Because I literally, like, I don't know. Listen, Kira, you don't want to admit it. I didn't but it, have Because access you to had a label in your head about it being a boy movie. I didn't have access to the internet. And I only had, like, bootleg DVDs of Twilight and Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. It's literally, like... Like, literally, Indiana Jones was, like, my favorite thing in the world as a kid. Indiana Jones isn't a boy movie. Okay. I'm talking about, like, because Fast and Furious is a boy movie because it's, like, aggressive. And I'm not saying, like, I'm, okay. I'm not saying girls can enjoy it. I'm just saying <laughs> it's, like, the label of it. Like, as a kids, we mentally, like, label yeah, these I things, guess. even if I unfairly so. Like, Fast and Furious is a boy movie because he, like, drinks Corona and pumps the Nas. Like, <laughs> that's boy shit. Like, and now, I'm... um, hitting the Nas is, like, in my regular like exactly yeah this is what we talk about in uh feminism classes like this is how yeah exactly this is what susan sarandon was talking about when she was preaching about (laughs) she said we need we need to let women say pump the nas that's what we need to what she was just talking about in general in general not even about feminism just like in general like she was talking about how Women can also drive car. Women in STEM. More like women in Nas. <laughs> That's horrible. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. I love um, the TikTok audio that's like, I am a woman in STEM. And it's like always like the dumbest video of all time. 
It's like somebody like hacking into like a computer or something and they're like, I am a woman in STEM. I saw one where it was um a girl like making a bong out of a banana. And it's yes. like I'm a yeah. yeah, it's really yeah. good. We're just gonna really quick take a break for a word from some of our sponsors. Thanks guys. friends. Do you love movies? Do you just spend your days thinking about how much you love to watch them? The good ones, and even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? It sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies, so much so that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts celebrating the cinematic achievement that is the 2001 classic Josie and the Pussycats, to comfy sweatshirts that serve as a call to arms for all those in support of making Judy Greer America's lead. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors, like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Superyaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Superyaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. As a special treat to our listeners, we have a discount code. In all caps, enter SUPERZILLENNIAL at checkout for 10% off. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Let's watch more movies, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jenna Rink is a woman in STEM. No, she's not. Yes, she's she in is. the. Okay, can we just discuss, like, is our entire generation fucked because all of the movies that we watched when we were younger, like, romanticized getting into, like, media? Like, they acted like getting into, like, writing and media is, like, the most, like, bougie, like, thing that you could do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess this is kind of realistic because it literally shows that you have to be like, um, like that a company is like at risk of failing at any moment and you could like lose your job at any yeah. moment. And like that, like the only way to get to the top is like by like being terrible and also wealthy. Um, so I guess like, I mean, yeah, you know. No, it's very realistic in the sense of, like, you always have, like, the impending doom of, like, the company is going to, like, lay you off or, like, it's yeah. cha- it's changing directions or, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and, like, corporate she doesn't necessarily, always... like, win in the end in that regard. Oh, no, not at all. Like, Which is, like, really interesting. No, it's just truthful, like, honestly. Yeah. And, like, you'll have, like, shitty coworkers that are, like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's all very accurate. Yeah. Um, and you're right. Like, it, there is like a sense of like this big fat liar, like movies that like made me want to get into a certain like media industry. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like <sighs> contemplating my majors, and I'm just like, damn, maybe yeah. I shouldn't have done that. It's like, just like it's funny because it's like something like even like uh, 27 dresses and stuff. It's like. They're, like, journalists are, like, glamorous and cool and, like, make so much money and can have such cool apartments. And then, like, I'm, like, on Twitter in 2021 and every single person I know is, like, a freelance writer. Yeah. 
and it's just like, please hire me. No, literally. Like... And it's very upsetting to see. I mean, it's not upsetting to see like movies be like, but it's it's just like weird. Like, it's upsetting knowing... to like not have a company like represent a good writer. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and, like... weird. It's weird to see how. Which I don't know if it, like it was like this and like it just like changed because of like how the internet is and stuff and like how like freelancing and stuff is because I don't necessarily know like exactly how freelancing works like I've only had like a few essays published and stuff but like Mm -hmm. um and I never really want to make writing like a full-time thing for me specifically because I know like how difficult it is and I really respect people that do like, try and make it a full-time thing. I just, like, do not have the drive for that. Um, But it's, like, wild to see how, like, in movies they, like, showed us that, like, you can get, like, a bougie apartment with, like, a walk-in closet. Well, (laughs) it's, like, I, for the longest time, I, when I was in high school and, like, even some of college, like, I wrote for a site and... Mm-hmm. And I, you know, like, that's how I still get, like, press screenings and, like, press screeners. I get them mm-hmm. sent to me. But, like, something I've, like, had, like, the very hard realization with now that, like, I'm an adult. And I'm still I'm still doing the writing, obviously not as consistently as I used to. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, it really doesn't pay. Like, it really, like, you can get the cool shit. Like, you can get, like, the screeners and the shit sent to you. Mm-hmm. But, like, as for, like, finding a site, and I don't want to sound like I'm grateful, but, like, as far as like finding a site that's going to pay you or mm-hmm. like finding an audience where you can like somehow get revenue that's like yeah. a very very hard thing to do because like it's such a competitive field mm-hmm. um and i mean it i agree with you like when it's like i wasn't like this in 2004 or like was that just another like rose tinted glasses of like how it actually was and like yeah like i don't know it's it's very scary but I mean, luckily, I've moved away from that, so I'm not actively trying to pursue that field. I mean, more power to anyone that is. Yeah. I, I really, I'm rooting for you. But, like, I looked at it, and I was like, I'm neither good enough to compete. And that's not me being down on myself. I'm just saying I'm I'm not as good of a writer as mm-hmm. other, like, freelancers are. So, like, I know they won't hire me over them. So, like, why even try? Like, it's fine. Um, so I mean, now it's... Like, I think that, like, also like having that mindset because I'm like very hard on myself right and like I know that I'm like a good writer but I'm also like I don't have the drive to like put myself out there and also like I am so overwhelmingly anxious when it comes to like people knowing my opinions and I know that like that is entirely from being on Twitter mm-hmm. and like from like people like screenshotting other people's tweets and shit and like being like this opinion is dumb and I'm like I have the wrong opinion always and it's like I could just log off and it'll be better right but you know yeah no I, I mean I don't want to be known <laughs> if you're yeah. still listening to this podcast just shut it off <laughs> I mean it's another thing with me is like I feel like my opinions like change like mm-hmm. it's like because, like, I'll give something, like, three stars, like, five years ago. And then I, like, look back on that rating or review and I'm, like, really? Okay. Like, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, like, I had a review on my letterbox that was, like, 
of like American Beauty from like 2013. And right. it was like, if I could go back in time to any one moment, it would be the date that American Beauty was first released into theaters so I can experience seeing it in a theater and, like, the amazement of, like, when it ended, like, all the people around me. It's like... It's like, girl, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then again, I'm like, I kind of had that experience seeing First Reformed, and that's, like, a 10 million time better movie. Like... Yeah. Of, like, a movie ending and everyone just, like, holding their breath and just, like, silently, like, walking out. <laughs> well, that's the thing with, like, American Beauty. I mean, I don't even want to talk about the elephant in the room with that movie. But, like, even, like, on a quality level, it's, like, is it as good as we remember? Because, like, even, like, with that one thing aside, it's, like, I remember being, like, profoundly moved by that movie at, like, yeah. 15. I was going to say 16. But yeah. I'm pretty sure it was, like, before I was even 16, like... Uh, that was like my film Tumblr movie. Like yeah. that I saw so yeah. many gifts for. I was like, okay, I gotta watch this fucking thing. Yeah. That and was definitely I... like a thing of yeah. like I feel like I watched that like for a class. I don't know why. I don't I mean, know, like like it... not in film school. Like yeah. in like a regular like English class or some shit, but I don't remember it that well. Like I remember Yeah loving it when I was like a teenager thinking like wow this yeah. is so deep and then um and then i never rewatched it not once i remember like reading the screenplay like for leisure wow in high school i was just like that but like yeah it's like i'm it's like a good movie it's just like definitely way which like i think people kind of stop talking about it now like because of kevin spacey but mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of Kevin Spacey's old roles, people either just don't talk about them or it's just like, hey, wasn't that kind of weird? <laughs> right. But. There's definitely a correlation between like. It's, it's yeah. Weird. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. No, I, I was rewatching, um, not even on the same level as this, but like I was rewatching Horrible Bosses recently, which, yeah. you know, yes, he's in it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, sure. But, like, that movie's extremely funny. Like, I don't care. Like, it's... Yeah. It's still... I mean, yes, it, it's very problematic, and it's weird that, like, now 2011 stuff is aging, like, poor milk. Like, it's, like... Like, it's very... But there's still parts of that movie that are extremely funny, like... Charlie Day, like, opening up the vacuum cleaner that has cocaine in it, and he, like, it pops up in his face, and he, like, gets fucking zooted on cocaine. Like... And then he gets, he immediately goes to a, like a uh, police interrogation. Like, it's extremely funny. But, or even Jason Vegas, like, shoving the toothbrush up his ass is so funny. But um, it's just very weird that, like, we've completely, like, made the, these movies become forgotten, where, like, there's so many countless other actors and, like, people that made it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, no, I mean, and I'm not saying it's wrong or right, but it's weird to me. Because it's, like, I can watch Horrible Bosses and, like, ignore him. Like, it's fine. Or yeah. and, then, and that's just an example. Like, that's... But, like, also, if you can't, that's okay. But Yeah, I just think it's, like, I, um... I watched, like, LA Confidential. Have you ever seen that? I, no, I know exactly what it is, but, like, I've never seen it. Yeah, I watched it, like, for a class. And 
This is before like, or after allegations? No, I watched it like two weeks ago. Okay. Um, and like before the movie, like I have like an older teacher, and I feel like any teacher who's like a guy like over the age of like forty, like they're always like in this era of uh, Me Too. Like, even in just, like, 2021, like... Right. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, like, before the movie, he, like, prefaced it by being, like, yeah, and, like, in this era of uh, Me Too, like, yeah, like, Kevin Spacey's one of the stars. And it's, like, thanks for, like, w- warning us. Like, I don't... Like, <laughs> it's so weird. Like, I didn't care about watching it. Like, it was, like, pretty good, and it was, like, definitely like Mm -hmm. a lot more like progressive and like really interesting um but i didn't really care for it but it's just like it's i like how you started those sentences sometimes you're like it was pretty good and like progressive and interesting and then you were like but i didn't really care for it no because like like it like (laughs) it it surprised me at like how good it was but it just wasn't like my vibe you know. Okay. Sure. No. Yeah. No. No. Okay. No. Listen. I'm no. It was literally about like critiquing like police from like within police. Like. Right. It. It was. It was really interesting. But then it was like also like. Like, old Hollywood. I want to see. I like Guy Pierce a lot. That's kind of why I want to watch it. He's interesting. He's hot. He's like two thousands hot. Like no, I don't find hot. him hot, but he is two thousands hot. You know. He he's twenty twenty one hot. Um, it looks like now. Um, I'm trying to think of the. I'm looking at his IMDb right now. What's the last time I saw him? He was in a. Oh well, I can't talk about that movie because the NDA. But the I saw him in a. Supposed to come out over the sum, like over one of the summers and. Um. A different one than the one you're referring to, but yes. Okay. It's know. not interesting. Don't worry about it. It's, okay. like, it's a anyway. movie that's. Adam, what good. were you like when you were 13? <sighs> Annoying. Um, Same. <laughs> uh, it was eighth grade. Yeah. Literally, just like watch eighth grade 2018. And yeah. Even though it's like, you know, Kayla, like, but like, I feel like that movie is like like boys and girls can like both relate to it because it's like if you if you're just like an awkward person like Mm -hmm. you can relate to it and yeah like that movie kind of like sums up like eighth grade adolescent anxiety like better than any form of art i've ever seen in my entire life honestly yeah so yeah i was a lot like that like very anxious i only had like a few friends in middle school like Mm -hmm. um it wasn't like at the high school that I like socialized. And that was like the thing for me. Cause I, I moved like schools halfway through my eighth grade year, mm. which really sucked for me. Cause it was like, okay, shit. So like, I'm having to like finish eighth grade at a new school mm. and I had to like make friends. But then when I moved to that school, I got so many more friends at that school. Like just like in this short, like three month window. Like, cause I remember I went there in February and we were out in May. Like it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I had so many more friends in that three months than I did in the entire other three years in my other middle school. So, uh, the end of eighth grade was good, but every other year, every other like 
bit of being 13 was bad. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, like, relate to this movie because I was very drawn to, like, people who were, like, mean and, like, cliquish, which I think a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you see, like, a group of people and are like, why am I not a part of that? Why am I not having fun like them? Like, and kind of, like, Me ignoring on you on Twitter. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Me writing essays and then never submitting them anywhere. Why can't I have fun like them? The fun in question, being a freelance writer. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and, like, I guess, like, um, kind of, like, ignoring the important things that are good and in front of you and, like, for, like, and, like, sabotaging that just to, like, be a part of, like, something very, like, fleeting and... um yeah, I definitely relate to that, and that was definitely the way that I was, and I relate to, like, looking back on that, and even, like, in the past few years, it's, like, I've, like, realized so many things about, like, the people that I had, like, pushed aside or whatever, or, like, yeah. um, just because of, like, like, stupid decisions, even, like, as small as being, like, no, I'm gonna go hang out with this person on this day instead of this. And, like, yeah. just, like, realizing, like, the consequences of that, you know? Well, there's so many people, like, in our lives that, like, you don't necessarily realize it, but, like, you... They do kind of seem, like, fleeting to you. Like, and it's nothing you, like, did deliberately, but just kind of, like, something... Like, you pursued, like, a different path or a different friend group. But, like... Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, wow, the last time I saw that person, I never once thought, this is the last time I'll ever see them. Like, it just kind of happened. Like, you just don't see them ever again after that. You never talk to them again after that. Like, I recently started talking to my um, high school girlfriend, like, mm. the other, like, kind of recently. And it was, like, something I was kind of had, like, anxiety about because I haven't, like, talked to her since, like, 2015, mm. you know? And then it was, like, I after, like, talking to her, I'm, like, why was I because it, it's just exactly how it used to be like it's mm-hmm. it, I mean there's nothing like romantic there at all but like it's like wow I can't believe like we just haven't talked in six years because of like some stupid shit that happened when we were kids because mm-hmm. we're both like really good friends and like and it's just like interesting like now that you're older and you're like really like valuing these relationships or like friendships that you had at a certain age with like and it's just like it's how it's funny how like easily these things can end in hindsight even though they mean the world to you and it's really this movie captures that sadness like incredibly well honestly yeah and even with like family it's like yeah yeah the fact that she just like stopped talking to like her parents and like she doesn't i think it's more so like it it doesn't really like affect me like the whole family side of it for like personal reasons but I think the thing that affected me the most is when she found out that she doesn't talk to her family anymore and she doesn't understand why yeah um and like doesn't understand like I guess because the things that she's like piecing together of like what happened between like her being 13 and her being 30 like, some of them are, like, kind of silly. Like, oh, who's this man in my apartment? Like, 
I know Madonna, like all this stuff. But like but even the thing like, you find out like she's not really a good person either. Like yeah. it's not even it's not even just like innocent things that like she did or didn't do. Like she just forgot to stay in contact. Like she's yeah. actively becoming a bad person, like in this yeah. time that she jumps into, like and that's like really evident, like when the dude like who's she's having an affair with that's married, like mm-hmm. comes to her office. Yeah. And of course and at first she's like, Why? She's like, dude, we've and he's like, We've done this before. Like Yeah. And you didn't have a problem with it last week. Like, so why do you have yeah. an issue with it now? And it's like Yeah, yeah. and like yeah. it's just her trying to find out why like she's like she like she knows and she understands that she's like a bad person that she's made all these bad decisions but like she has yeah. no idea what led to that in any way my favorite scene in this movie has no dialogue but it's the scene where she's on the train and then the group of teenage girls come up in front of her mm. and she's like kind of watched them like having a yeah. good time and i'm like it made me cry a little bit when i saw yeah. it i was like oh my god this is so sweet like, that whole scene and not even to like project on it because it's billy joel but like yes yeah it's literally probably one of the most like affecting like needle drops mm-hmm. of movies yeah. that I could think of. Absolutely. Like I completely forgot about it, but like when it happened, I was like actually like I was actively crying a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Literally really when good. she's just like sitting in the closet and like her parents come in and like it's just like it's so like yeah. I don't know. Like I Even don't know. Even that conversation she has with her mom, it was like I mean, it's, like, very simple stuff, but, like, she's, like, would you, like, go back in time and, like, erase all the mistakes that you made? And the mom's, like, no, because, like, then I wouldn't know what to do right. Like, Mm -hmm. I would never learn from those mistakes. And, like, that's a very, like, cheesy kind of, like, proverb to have, but, like, it's also very, it's true. I'm sorry. Like, it's very true. Like, you learn from your mistakes. You, the only thing that you can do is like you can't erase the past you can only proactively be a better person yeah and carry that with you um through everything you do and it's never too late to change like it, it's yeah. really not so yeah no i mean like there's so many like genuinely profound and like good ideas and concepts and messages in this movie like it's mm-hmm. honestly and i mean i don't want to say like this like had anything to do with <laughs> like me like growing up or anything but I'm glad that it like it was poised as how much. I mean, it's it was a movie that was marketed to both like kids and adults. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that like it got the millennial demographic and like had a good message in there for us as as youngsters. Yeah, and I think it definitely kind of like toes the line between like like literally the concept of our podcast, like millennial issues and Gen Z issues of yeah. like, um. Like, I feel like millennials kind of, like, just dealing with, like, adulthood, you know? And then, like, Gen Z kind of having, like, first experiences of just, like, like, regression and just wanting to, like, run away and be kids. I mean, like, everyone kind of feels that way, but I just, I feel like that's, like, a very, like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's also interesting, like, the, the dissection of, like when you become an adult and you kind of like lose touch with like youth around you. Cause like, it's like that um, scene where she's in the elevator with the mm-hmm. little girl and she starts like complimenting her shoes. And like, she's mm-hmm. like, I have so many dresses in my house. You can like, just come get some like, yeah. And they've like lived across from each other for like years and she's never once said a word to her. Like it's yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah. And, and then there's like that sleepover scene, like later, like it's adorable. Yeah. It's really cute. Like, it's just like, 
it, there's so many like little honest things in this movie that are like especially like if you're getting older and you're watching it now you're like yeah like I mean, I know we obviously are in tune with our with our youth as we have this podcast, mm-hmm. but it, it is easy to like lose um, sight of it almost because it, yeah. a lot of it does define you and how you are now. So, yeah, it's just yeah. like it's it's so weird and crazy, like how it's just like profound this movie is. It really is. It's really good. Like, um, it, I have and, like I honestly have no issues with it, like at all. Yeah, like none. And literally, like, we are talking so much about, like, the views on, like, or, like, how, like, the plot revolves around, like, age and, like, nostalgia and things that, like, we haven't even talked about, like, the romance in this romantic comedy. Well, I was gonna bring that up. Well, you kind of brought it up earlier where you were, like, it's romantic, but, like, it's so much focused on her and her journey, not so much her. I mean, but it is very prevalent, though, like, Mm. because... I mean, the memes started happening like a few years ago with Mark Ruffalo. Like, oh my God, Mark Ruffalo in 13 on 30. Like, oh my God, mm-hmm. he's so hot. And I had not rewatched it since that Twitter trend happened. And mm-hmm. I'm pleased to report that, yeah, he, he's super hot in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah, you he... for your report, Adam. I agree. <laughs> he, he really is, man. <laughs> he's, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I usually, I, 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 okay, so I always like Mark Ruffalo, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, this and I would say the kids are all right, are mm-hmm. like two hot Ruffalo movies. Mm-hmm. Hot Ruffalo summer. One of my exes like hated him for some reason. Why? I don't he's, know. He's such a nice like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's like he's so pure. I love that like thing with him and um, uh, Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's like, uh, like is like he Paul Rudd's giving an interview, and then Mark Ruffalo is like behind him at mm-hmm. Comic Con. He's like, Paul yeah. Rudd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mark Ruffalo is just a very like chill like he just he just loves i mean like he like hates climate change yeah big bernie guy gotta love him i also do you remember when he accidentally like instagram live the premiere of thor ragnarok in the first like 20 minutes and like disney had to like go in there and like (laughs) i know i didn't know about that that's really funny because he was like doing like a promotion he said he's like he taught he told the story on like mark maron i think Mm -hmm. but he was like i got like really high and i went to the premiere of ragnarok and disney told me like hey do a live stream to like promote (laughs) <laughs> like this movie at the premiere and he's like okay i'll do it and then like apparently like when he was done the live stream he just put it in his jacket pocket oh and he God. didn't turn off the live and then like apparently like disney like of course like they knew right away and they had to like come find him in like the sold out auditorium and they were like <laughs> dude turn off your phone <laughs> and then apparently like he went they like marvel like contact and like come to the office tomorrow and he's like <laughs> and he, he's like really like he he's like he's like are they gonna bring back edward norton he's like i was so scared and, he, <laughs> and he's like he's like it actually was like the best marketing tool we could have ever thought of he said it was like a blessing in disguise and i did not get fired obviously <laughs> 
<laughs> but like that's just like a pure Mark Ruffalo thing. Like mm-hmm. he's so pure. I love him. And he's yeah. great in this movie. He's perfect in this movie. Yeah, I think that he plays like like there being a romantic comedy lead of like a photographer that lives in the city. That's just like very like fitting of his personality, I feel like. So it's yeah. not really like like if it was like Josh Duhamel. Well, that's how I thought about James Marsden in 27 Dresses. I'm like, okay. Yeah, he's just, sure. like, normal. He's, he's just, normal. like, yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. He's a newspaper reporter? Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, right, yeah. Cool. Like, you uh, just, yeah. Yeah. But in this, like, um, you buy it. Like, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he is a photographer. Because he's not, I do like, believe that. <laughs> he's not, like, an artistic photographer. He's, like... I mean, he even says it. It just pays the bills. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's just, like, a commercial photographer that, like likes cool things and isn't really like practicing his art anymore yeah um and i think that's also like another thing too is like how she like okay jennifer garner in this movie like i i know i said it but like she just like another reason why this is so affecting and like the relationship in it is so like affecting is that she very much plays the role and like the script is written this way too of like looking at love through a childlike lens Mm -hmm. like and that's why like at the end i always fucking cry when she's like crying holding the dollhouse and she's like no i'm crying because i'm so happy because you're my best friend and i love you and then he's just like straight looking at her like because he's like an adult who can like somewhat process his emotions better because like um and then he was just kind of like I've always loved you like um but she has this like like this like lack of like limitations on herself and like this like wild imagination and stuff and it's like she inspires him to like go back to photography and like brings him back to like doing what he loves and like i don't know like even just like the dance scene like i know it was like thriller makes me want to kill myself but it's like she made (laughs) like she like made everyone happy because and it's never like a joke or anything like it's just generally like a reminder of like the limitations that we put on ourselves and on our like imagination and our emotions as we get older you know yeah no absolutely like I mean, that scene that you're talking about at the end where she's talking to Mark Ruffalo and just, uh, like, that really got to me, too. Like, it, it's so, so good. Like, her acting in that scene is, like, perfect. And, like, but, like, the emotional build up to it. And I think that that wasn't really, I mean, you can kind of, like, you knew it's, it was going to end with, like, her going back to being 13. Mm-hmm. But, like, it ends with, like, no, he, in in the present he does get married like in the false reality of like the future like he does get married to uh whatever her name is right like he he was gonna go forward with the wedding like even though he said he loved her he was like it, he was gonna like marry her because he's like i've committed to her mm-hmm. like i'm going yeah. to marry her so like, it's like just like reality <laughs> like it's like it's, not... yeah like it yeah. is too late it's like it's not like he's gonna <laughs> drop what he's not gonna drop his fiance because like mm-hmm. this girl from the 80s like came back mm-hmm. and like reconnected with him like two weeks before a wedding like no yeah. he, he would still get married to his fiance and it's incredibly sad but it also super realistic and it's like but there is like a profound sadness to it where it's like 
he's like i do love you though like yeah he's it's like, also I, like to think about it it's probably like her first experience with heartbreak yeah yes absolutely like because it's like, like after it's, all this shit that she's had to deal with <laughs> yeah and like especially like seeing like jim gaffigan as like the guy she was had a crush on currently yeah and like then it's she just, never had like closure on the guy that she had a crush on and then she like found out that he's like her cab driver and is like weird and like forward and like kind of creepy yeah. to her and then like no offense to jim gaffigan i love him but he, yeah. he plays the gross cabbie role really well Listen, <laughs> if anybody i went to high school with if i was stuck in a cab with them i would be uncomfortable because i simply hate making small talk yeah me every time i uh custy at the movie theater comes in and i'm uh <laughs> I have to go, like, approach them for research purposes, and I'm like, oh, wait, I went to high school with this person. Let me try to, like, not reveal myself. Yeah, that's why face masks are good and also healthy. Literally. Only one of them has, like, recognized me. She's, like, she's like looking at me, like, while taking a survey. She's like, yeah, I think I know you. And I'm a like... The cool thing is when you have a face mask on and then you dye your hair. That's... Then your old boss who fucked you over can never recognize you when she drives past you as you walk to your new job. Just girly things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. um, I don't know, man. It's really good. This is all really good. Like, um, also, but also like the the flash back to the 80s and then the next flash forward Mm -hmm. to them um, on the couch. That edit. That, so that like cut in between like yeah. when he's like where are we going she's like you'll see and then it just like cuts to like their wedding fucking kill me so good so cute so good yeah it's yeah. literally no issues no flaws yeah. it's, it's this movie is pure magic yeah um yeah, I have like no hot takes like I know sometimes I'll drop a hot take in with like one of Kira's favorite movies and I'll be like Eh, but no, like this movie this is, is this is one that just like I said, it's like this it's movie universal. always, yeah. Um, because I didn't even like bring this up to you that I wanted to do it this week. You texted me and you said, "Do you want to do this?" And then I was like, "Really?" And you're like, "Yeah, well, it's your week to pick." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, sure." I well, no, like you this... previously mentioned it, but I was, like, confirmed. Yeah, I had said it, like, a few weeks ago, and then you just kind of, like, were like, oh, you want to do this? I'm like, sure. Yeah, because um, I, it's just one that I've actually, pot aside, have been wanting to revisit to some capacity. Yeah. And, yeah, that's a great um, thing about this pod in general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you just feel like watching a movie that week. Uh, it fits right into the know. canon of yeah. your, uh, your podcast. Because we're always wanting to watch, like, dumbass movies from, like, our past. But um, wait until you see next week, guys. Yeah. Um, no, the week after, honestly, is even more dumbass. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Not next week. But yeah. So anyway, like, I feel like this movie just like unexpectedly will fall into my lap, like when I need it most. And I don't like seek it out to watch it. Yeah. Um, and it's always very like profound honestly that's our baby (laughs) (laughs) it just always makes me think about my whole life that's just you know but like in a fun way (laughs) we would be remiss to not bring up um 
related to this week's sponsor of the episode, Miss Judy Greer. Yes. Make her America's lead. Give her a leading role. Judy Greer has played the best friend flawlessly her entire career. And I think it's time. No, I agree. That's why I like the Halloween movie, the new one. Um, Yeah. She gets to be Laurie. I mean, she's still like a daughter, but like, it's it's more prevalent. It's more like, but I agree. Give her like a rom-com where she's the lead. Like, I agree with that. I'm going to write a role for Judy Greer. Like, check out Super Yaki for Judy Greer merch, but, like, I don't know, like, I mean, like, I know I said this about Jennifer Garner just now, but, like, I think Judy Greer is, like, one of the best and most underrated actresses we have. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Just going to say it. Fantastic. Just going to say it. Literally everything she's in, she's... Um... Yeah, there, there's just something, like, about her. Like, she has a very, like, magnetic presence. And mm-hmm. um, it was kind of weird to see her play, like, a mean person in this movie. Because it was, like, I just associate her with, like... The best purity. friend. Yeah. yeah. Well, not even just best friend, but, like, she's, she's so pleasant. Like, mm-hmm. like, I get good vibes from her. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like... vibes only. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at her it's resume. Like, it's right like now. those uh, those tweets that are like, I would come out to her. I literally would. <laughs> <laughs> I would <laughs> honestly. I would like divulge I would sit all with my Judy Greer. I would sit with Judy Greer and tell her my entire life story, like literally, and she would be happy to hear it. I think. I would hope. I love her. She's she's great. She really is. Um. Damn, I'm I'm looking at her resume right now. She, the only movies she really has coming up is, uh, she's, oh. well, she has Halloween, Ant Man three, um, and some other shit I've never heard of. But, um, yeah, but at least she's getting the Marvel paycheck. Yeah, good, good for, for her. her. She has a really good scene in the first Ant Man, though. I'll give like. That scene where, like, she's because Paul Rudd like comes home to like see his daughter after he gets out of prison, and like Judy Greer is like, like she already thinks like you're a superhero, like just don't do anything else other than just be a dad, and mm-hmm. like you don't have to be an Avenger, you can just be like a dad, and like that scene always it like, gets to me because like the way she like does line delivery, and I'm like, damn it, Judy Greer, like <laughs> you're just perfect at everything you do. Yeah. She even plays Monkey perfectly in the Apes movies. Are you kidding me? I didn't know that. Her and Andy Serkis had a reunion, I guess. She has a she's a she plays Andy Serkis's like monkey wife in that movie. That's a thirteen going on thirty reunion if I've ever heard heard of one. Uh revert to uh thirteen going on thirty, but then (laughs) they said go back to being thirteen. Nah, go back to being monkey. Jennifer Garner reversed to 13. Judy Greer and Andy Zergis reverted to Said, Monkey. Nah, yeah. we love Monkey. Um, <laughs> it's so weird to me that like Andy Serkis is an actual actor. He's so good. Like, like I feel like growing up, like I thought he was only Monkey. I had well, no idea. Like only, I thought he was just like motion not capture. Only, not just Monkey though. Like he was Gollum in Lord of the Rings. He was yeah. Uh, yeah, like he he performed like so many motion capture things and like obviously like flawlessly so like him as Caesar is like perfect casting like he's literally like mm-hmm. the perfect monkey. 
Um, he's the perfect monkey. He's the perfect monkey, but also like, what do you call it? Um, wait, are you good? Yeah, there's like a bug like on my wall, kind of near my bed. So I'm just like tracking him, so I can like vacuum him before I go to sleep. He's just chilling, so like I'm not like panicked, but I'm just like making sure he doesn't leave my sight line, so I can vacuum him before I go to sleep. Well, all else I'll say about Andy Serkis is that like, I'm excited to see him do Alfred in the Batman with Robert Pattinson because oh, he has he has a very calming presence, and I feel like he'll be a good like advisor. He'll be like, "No, Master Wayne, don't beat this shit out of the clown." And I will beat the shit out of him for you. <laughs> literally. Also, okay, listen, I just got a Facebook notification about Just Salamone poking me. What? I got to ask you live on pod. What compelled you to poke me at like 2 a.m. last night? I'm curious. Um, <laughs> it came out of nowhere. I was because like laying on Facebook. Okay. It just happened. The thing is, um, I don't know how to get to like the poke page on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to poke people until somebody pokes me first. Right. Like, I have to, like, click on, like, the notification in order to poke people. And, um, friend of the pod, Zach, uh, so, like, long story, but, um, the entire, like, group, we all just started playing a game called Disney Emoji Blitz, um, inspired by JZT from I Was Scared Too. It's literally just Candy Crush, but it's, like, Disney Emojis. I played it. I'm yeah. And we all added each other on Facebook so that we can, like, see our rankings. And um, Zach added me on Facebook and immediately poked me. So I was able to see my pokes page. And I had pokes waiting for me from you and Joe. So I poked <laughs> people back. Regress back to poking on Facebook. <laughs> If anybody wants to poke me on Facebook, go ahead. Like, I find it funny. I also find it funny. And then, no. like, it, all my suggested pokes were, like, your current film teacher <laughs> and it. your old boss. <laughs> poke Eliza Hitman live on pod. Yeah. I literally um, should. Um, what do you think? Would, would she poke you back? I'm curious. She probably, like, would not open the Facebook app. <laughs> Because she has standards, and I yeah. love that for her. Um, <laughs> yeah, Joseph, like, why do I call him Joseph? Joey, like, did, like, a tweet recently where it's, like, I'm going to bring back poking on Facebook if it's the last thing I do. And, yeah. like, honestly, he's the only he reason I poked me back, so he's not going. He just, show. check Facebook, he just poked me. Like, oh, he five... just did eight minutes ago. Yeah, that's cool. what I'm saying. Okay, I'll yeah. poke him back. He poked <laughs> me 21 times in a row. <laughs> Also, I have a poke waiting for me um, from November 2020 from this random guy that, like, would just be in the background of, like, parties that I went to. (laughs) King shit. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know how to describe him, but it's just very funny because we're not even friends on Facebook. We love Asylum King. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, anything else to say about 13 going on 30? It's genuinely fantastic. If you are listening to this, you made it all the way through and you still have not rewatched it recently, watch it again. It's Or if you've somehow never seen this movie, which I 
would find crazy to believe. But if you're that person, 100% watch it. It's not even just like a great Zeleno movie. It's a, it's a great film in general. So I think it holds up tremendously, even better than most films we've talked about on here. Yeah. Um, I would say like not even being dramatic, but I really do think that it changes my life and changed my life. Um, like it literally just makes me think so much about my life every time I watch it. And I think it's a really important movie to who I am and my taste and the way I think about some things, you know? No, absolutely. I, yeah. Yeah. Well. Well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely not zooming through this to because the you. bug is walking across my wall. I'm Adam. I, do you want to plug your podcast? Um, uh, aggressively okay podcast. You can find it on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We have fun stuff coming up with the Dog Plus Pod Boys this weekend. So check that oh, out. Sweet, nice, um, and. I'll, yeah, we're covering Michael Mann, so it should be fun. Oh, uh, cool. Currently going through a walk, watch through of that right now, so that's fun. Um, and follow me on Twitter, Adam underscore not Sandler. Uh, I tweet sometimes, so yeah. <laughs> Goth girls, my DMs are open. Oh <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at garlic emoji um, and in my room vacuuming up a bug in two seconds. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at Zillennial Canon um, and also on Instagram at Zillennial Canon. Um, DM us, say hi, leave us reviews. And, voicemails uh, are welcome too. Voicemails, yeah, definitely voicemails. Um, our phone number is on our Twitter and also our Instagram. I don't know it off the top of my head, sorry. I'm like terrible that way. Um, and yeah. All right, Kira, go vacuum up that bug. Thank you so much. All right. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> it's like I'm, like, waiting for, like, the teacher to be like, okay, you can go now. And I'm, like, packing up my backpack and, like, <laughs> running out of the room. <laughs>